Welcome, investigator. Evil is on the rise. Crime is escalating. Our mission is to eliminate the crime by exposing evil, examine why it manifests, and highlight the brave souls that confront it every day. Join us as we work together to bring justice to every victim. Welcome to All Things Crime. Here's your host, Jared Bradley. So before we came on, you were talking about that, talking about the Second Amendment and what the Second Amendment is actually all about. So why don't, why don't you go into that really quick? Well, first of all, people are ignorant, and so is our congressional delegations, about what the Second Amendment is all about. It's amply written about in the Republican papers and such by the founding fathers that the Second Amendment is not about self-defense. It's not about hunting. It's about maintaining the power in the hands of the people against a tyrannical government. That's it. And you will never see a congressman speak to that issue. If he did, the press would never report it. And if they did, they'd be fired. Mm. It's that bad. The ignorance on the level of what the Second Amendment is all about, you know, it's about defending against the tyrannical government in which we now have. It's, it's absolutely out of control. And so every state, and I'm writing about it in my third book, every state or every sheriff should be forming a militia to protect that county. And a militia was designed and purposely allowed in that Second Amendment to maintain a, a, a free a militia. Uh, the right of the, the people to bear arms shall not be infringed. And the militia was highly spoken of because it was what defended the country in the Revolutionary War. And a militia of the people will keep the government in check. Liber when people, when the government fears people, there is liberty. When the people fear government, there is tyranny. Yeah, well, you can look at other countries around the world, and every time they uh, they give up their their ability to defend themselves, there's wholesale uh, slaughter. Yeah, it's within ten to twenty years. There's there's some kind of a major government takeover and then the the people become just basically i mean if they're if they're allowed to continue to work in a free environment then it but it's still kind of a, a form of slavery because they're they're really not free to do whatever they want to do and yeah i agree it's it's it's, a, it's a weird one, uh, it's the one amendment that protects the whole document mm -hmm. without that the document would be gone there would be no freedom of speech, as they are so amply annulling right now. There would be, you know, the second, all of the amendments would, would fail if it wasn't for that one amendment. It protects yeah. everything. And I well, emphasize and, that throughout the book with yeah. many quotes, many examples. It's a good read for a book. Not It would take a person two days to read it. But it's very educational and it's interesting from the standpoint that I use personal anecdotal stories to highlight what I, the philosophies and the, the rights of the people that I try to expound. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I've ordered my copy and well, thank I can't, you. Wait till it, <laughs> can't wait, wait till it gets here. I, it's going to be one of my, my first airplane books. You know, I, I travel a ton and so. Okay. When I, when I do, I, you know, again, traveling as much as I do, you run out of movies to watch. And so, well, uh, you have to check out my second book and the third one's on the way, but it's, it's a novel. 
Okay. And I get involved with uh, law enforcement issues, but it's called Sasha, my guardian Sasquatch. Now, that's an unusual subject. It's an unusual subject. But Sasquatches are big in our part of the country. Mm-hmm. And it talks about a young sheriff that uh, was just elected, encounters one up in the mountains, and he saves it because it's trapped. This creature comes back to save him. He's battling against the Mexican cartel that's bringing in the illegals and drugs from the north, which is happening. And it and it's a love story. It's it's a spicy love story, but not vulgar. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And uh, it's designed to, to love story uh, with the sheriff and the Sasquatch. No, 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 no. A beautiful gal from a beautiful lady. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, wow, it's, that, it's, that would be spicy. All right. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> but anyway, so it's in, and I'm writing the sequel right now, which incorporates different themes such as the invasion from the South and pedophilia, the, the child trafficking going on. So uh, I, I write around these themes, yeah. a good novel story. And so. Everybody is enjoying it, the comments I'm getting on the novel especially. I mean, the first book is nonfiction, and it's more educational, but interesting. Mm -hmm. But the fun starts in book two. All right. Well, I will definitely look at that one as well. I'm excited about it. That's... It's listed in, under in, under my Amazon account, and it's sold okay. worldwide. We, it's being sold worldwide through, you know, we've had purchases all over. Not a big seller yet. I mean, it just came out this last year with yeah. the second book, but, you know, like everything, it takes time. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything takes time. I mean, getting this podcast up and running, it takes time. You know, any, anything that's worthwhile takes a lot of effort and and it takes a lot of time and yeah you'll get there it's a good book it'll it'll eventually sell sell it done i i've it's really interesting the the last i don't know three or four guests have all been authors and you know law enforcement that have turned authors and you know it's you guys have unique experiences that you bring a, a different flavor to to books that i think a lot of people really enjoy so it sounds sounds like a pretty good combination. Well, it covers themes that most people don't even see, and it's truthful. And that's mm-hmm. where in a lot of what uh, we talk about is people just don't understand what a what a law enforcement officer goes through. Yeah, the training, the incidences, that you know, like the common saying, law enforcement is ninety percent boredom punctuated by ten percent sheer terror. It's true. <laughs> Yeah. When the very first chapter of the book of Deputy is a, it's called 911 Hang Up. And it sh- talks about my going in the middle of the night to check out what happened. And I tried to do it in the present sense where the reader is following me and the, the feelings I'm having as far as what am I getting into? Is it a, is it a woman being held captive or is it a suicide or, you know, it's so it, it kind of hopefully grabs the reader right away to say, Hey, I never knew those guys went through stuff like that. And that's the idea to kind of bring to the public that perspective. Oh yeah. Well, I think something that would be similar maybe is, you know, if you get a call from a really close family friend, and the guy basically says, 
hey, I, you're my buddy. I need you over here before I do something really drastic to my wife. And, you know, if you're, even though you're, you're friends, you still have no idea if, if this guy is just, you know, he's just, the stress has just got to him and he just can't handle it anymore. And next thing you know, you're, you're in the middle of it. But, you know, I, I think the, the escalation from there, when you include, you know, the law enforcement is, you know, you guys are obligated to actually do something if, if you see that there has been a crime committed. And a lot of times, especially if there's a 911 call, then, you know, many times there's going to be a crime committed and, you know, you, you, you can't just walk away. You have, you have to do something about it. We cover, we see it all. I mean, as a deputy, the uniqueness about a deputy, the sheriff is the only elected official, law enforcement official in the country. Mm -hmm. He is supreme in his own county. Nobody can come in in his county and arrest him. FBI, state, city, no one. He has the power over, he's the most authoritative person in that county and nobody can touch him. If he leaves the county, that's a different story. But in his county, he's sovereign. And that was substantiated in a case in Wyoming back in 97 by Dave Mathis, the sheriff of Bighorn County. He sued the, the, uh, the BATF and IRS for violation of civil rights in his county without you know, going in, taking people's stuff without warrants. And, and he won. And anytime a sheriff doesn't want any agency in his county he can kick them out or arrest them. Hmm. People don't wow. know that. Yeah. You know, all other law enforcement chiefs are appointed. Only the sheriff mm-hmm. is elected. Yeah. Well, I, I, to me, that kind of adds another layer of protection, really, because, you know, you get a good, strong sheriff that knows his responsibilities and his rights and his obligations. And if he's running it, basically according to the constitution and you know i can name a number of sheriffs and he, even the sheriff sheriff smith here in utah county where i live i love the guy you know but he's all about the rights of the citizens and this is one of the best run counties i think in the entire country and it, it's huge but the crime is low and you know what i wouldn't ever worry about shouldn't say ever but as of right now, no, I, I don't have any fears of, of a deputy, you know, that a violating my civil rights. I, I think they're, they're run really well. And, but if they can, like you said, uh, they have more authority than the federal government in that County, then that's another way, you know, just like the second amendment is made for, uh, to keep a tyrannical government from rising. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a, a, a sheriff and a, and a County would enable that county to be almost like sovereign against against the state and the and the country as well. Well, for instance, Washington State under Inslee is is are is passing a lot of unconstitutional gun rights laws. In many sheriffs, it says we're not going to enforce those; mm-hmm. they're unconstitutional, and they can they can thwart even if a police department tries to do it. He can usurp their authority and say, no, you're not going to do that. Mm. He's king. He's king in his county, and he will decide what gets prosecuted or arrested or whatever. Nobody can touch him. Well, 
Well, that that also tells you how important elections are. Yes. You know, yes, they are. We, I think we've all learned in the last 10 years how important even school boards are. You know, electing the right people to a school board or ele- electing the right sheriff, electing the right city councilman. You know, that getting the men and women that actually believe in the country and believe in the freedoms and believe in the Constitution, getting those kind of people into the right positions, even at the local level, is is so critical that you 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 just can't you just can't ignore it and and pretend that it's not not something that's just absolutely critical if this country's going to be saved it's going to be done on the local level it can't be done yeah. on the national the national yeah. is so corrupt it's so we saw in the last election how corrupt that was and how stolen it was you, you know how do you stop that stuff mm. you can't not on a local basis but you can you can elect good people like sheriffs and i i emphasize them number 1 county commissioners, so on and so forth, at least in your one's area, you can try to maintain the, the wall of, of defense against this corruption. Yeah. Well, the more power you have, the more easily corruptible. So you got to be really careful with that kind of stuff. So, right. <laughs> well, Alfred, tell us again, what the names of your books are. So people that are interested can, can go, Order them up from Amazon. Right. Let me just kind of show them. The first one that I wrote is called Deputy Know Your Rights. It's available Amazon ebook, hardcover, softcover, and now soon to be audiobook. The second one is called Sasha, My Guardian Sasquatch, which is a novel. It's a very good novel, but it brings in, um, as they say, the, the problems we're having with illegal immigration and drugs from the north, mm. the sheriff battles against the Mexican cartel and is almost killed. So it's a powerful ending with a good love story. And, uh, and it involves in a, an entity that is so mysterious and secretive that people don't, you don't see much writing about them, but they are there. And I have personal secondhand uh, evidence to the fact, at least in our county, up in Stevens or yeah, Stevens County, in Ponderay County, that they've been seen multiple times, multiple times. So it's it's a valid theme, uh, but incorporates you know the novel style of writing. So I think the people would really enjoy that. The sec, the third book that I'm about halfway through continues the sequel of Sasha, but it involves, as they say, the invasion from the south of young male age military people, but also the influx of unaccompanied minors and the child trafficking that goes on. So yeah. I try to incorporate current themes into a, a good story. That child trafficking just drives me crazy. I, um, I think about four months ago, interviewed Paul Hutchinson, who is the executive producer of the, the movie, The Sound of Freedom. Oh, yeah. And some of his stories, it. man, oh, man it's just incredible. So, yeah, child trafficking to me, I think, I think that, that topic alone can make or break a society. And if we don't, if we don't get that under control, it's... 
we 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 won't survive as a country. Well, this whole Jeffrey Epstein crap. That guy was a Mossad agent that just entrapped mm. everybody in power with any win for anything from, you know, illegal prostitution down to child abuse and child traffic or incidences and it's just hideous to think about. It just a normal loving parent has a hard time conceiving of what these people do. Yeah. I agree. And yeah. I, I, and that's I what I try to cover in the subject of the third book. Okay. And it's powerful. It really, it, it's, it's a powerful book from many standpoints. So, well, I'll be uh, very interested to see your perspective. So, okay. <laughs> all right, Alfred. Well, Hey, appreciate you coming on the show and yeah, I, I will definitely be giving you some feedback on, on the book when I get a chance to read it. Well, I always appreciate it, and I appreciate the time. It's been fun. I always enjoy a good podcast with people that understand law enforcement, and it's 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 important. It's an yeah. important subject for people to know about. Well, I have to say, I have one of the best audiences, I think, anywhere, so love them. Yeah, they're, they're great people. They give me lots of feedback, and Please buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank All you. Right. Uh, thank you, Alfred, and have a great day. As well, and uh, enjoy the new year. Yes, sir. You too. Thanks for joining us. Your attention today brings us one step closer to exposing and eliminating the evil that brings crime to our communities.